0: So, what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Passive Income Group 360, the podcast. This is your host, Lisa Michelle. Um, I wanted to talk today about drop shipping. So, if you already have a drop shipping business, you may already be familiar with these tips. But if you're someone that's new to drop shipping, some of these tips may help you hit the ground running. So, I hope that you're all doing well. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I hope that you'll go back and listen to the other episodes and get caught up. And if you've been here before, thank you for coming back. I appreciate you listening and I hope that you're all doing great today. So let's jump right in. The first tip would be don't compete just on price alone. So of course you wanna be competitive with your pricing, but you also wanna make sure that you've got a quality item and you also wanna be able to maybe offer it from a different perspective. So if everyone else is selling uh some type of a widget and they're all saying that you can use it for purpose A, you may want to be creative and try to think of another purpose for that same product, right? So I know maybe a year or so back there were these neon colored light up glow in the dark dog collars that were doing really well. On uh, Facebook Marketplace or Facebook in particular, with Facebook ads, and a lot of people were selling them as almost like a fashion item for your dog. You know, it's a cool collar, glows up, glows in the dark. But for the person that sold that same product from a safety perspective, saying, you know, if you're walking a your dog in the dark, it will keep your pet safe, that person did really well because they came at that same product uh, from a different perspective. So even though the price may have been exactly the same, they came at it from a different angle, which helped them to focus on um, and compete on a different aspect of the same product. So don't compete just on price. Think of a unique way to try to market your product. The second tip would be don't sell the same thing as everyone else. Now, if you can think of a different way to sell it or come from a different angle or perspective, that's great. But if you can find an item that you haven't seen before, but you think would still have that wow factor that would make someone see it and say, I've got to buy this now and not even think about, you know, maybe comparing prices or trying to find it on Amazon or somewhere else, you've got a winning product. So you may see something that's already selling well and be tempted to add that product um, and sell it as well. But I would challenge you to try to find something that you haven't seen before. And try to be the first one in the marketplace to offer that product. And you'll definitely get a jump on sales. Other people may see it and decide to sell it also. But if you're the first one to sell it, you'll definitely have a jump on, on sales. So, you know, look around, try to sell something that's unique. The third suggestion would be, and I've talked about this so much before, but it's focused on a niche. And, you know, rather than, you know, just trying to market to the whole world, really try to market to a specific niche. So, if you were selling the dog collars, you don't want to just offer that to everybody, right? You want to find out who owns dogs, who loves dogs, who is in the market for a puppy, and try to s- specifically target a niche market, you know, instead of just offering it to everyone, because that's wasted ad revenue, uh, ad dollars. And um, a wasted effort if you're marketing to people that don't own pets and not interested in owning a dog, don't like dogs, scared of dogs, try to focus on a niche for your product. Uh, Number four would be cash in on seasonal items. So for seasons, of course, if if it's spring, summer, fall, winter, look for products that you can market for that season you know if you are selling um i don't know uh some type of mug maybe you can sell it in the fall saying you know it's fall everyone you know maybe you want a pumpkin spice drink because now the weather is turning cold you know here's a mug that'll be perfect for that it, you know in the winter time maybe marking it to say here uh you can use this mug for hot cocoa holidays uh, you know valentine's day um, you know whatever holidays is, is coming up, if you could find some way to you know weave your product in so that you can market it around different seasons and different holidays that's another way of kind of focusing on not really a niche but just kind of targeting your efforts so that you're not just selling a mug to everyone for every general occasion. You want to be specific, be able to target different occasions, holidays, events, things like that, and figure out a way to market your product to your niche around that time of year. Okay. So number five would be to offer a product bundle. So sometimes, you know, people will be interested in buying the additional product that you may kind of Throw in the bundle as an afterthought. People may be more interested in that than the main item. So you know why not? You know bundle your products. A lot of times, uh, stores will sell televisions, and they'll also sell the cables that you need to connect the television. And those cables will sell uh, by themselves. So if you throw that in with the television and you create a bundle, you have more people who are interested. Potentially, in in purchasing that TV, because you're going to get the cable that you maybe didn't even realize you needed until you saw it was offered with the television. So, if you can think of something that would go well or complement um, a product that you're already offering, why not bundle it and you know almost offer it as a way of helping your customer? Saying, you know, I you just add a suggestion, you may need this to. Go with that. So, we're offering a bundle. And you may even save on shipping when you are sending two items from the same warehouse. So, you get the extra sale, but you don't have the extra shipping costs, possibly. So, depending on what it is you're selling, is there something that would complement that product that you could throw in as a bundle and then offer it, you know, almost as a way to say, here, I'm helping you? <laughs> I'm helping you by giving you this other item that you may need for the main product. So I don't, I don't know, but it's something to think about. And if you can bundle it and and get an additional sale, why not? All right. Number six would be sell what you know. You don't have to, but if you sell something that you know something about, you're able to write better copy for your ads it will be easier for you to know who to market. You you may know where your market resides online, where they are um, in terms of social media platforms. If you're selling something that you really don't know anything about, it just may be harder for you to figure out who needs that item, what person would buy that as a gift for someone else. You know, it's just better if you just have some idea, um, <laughs> you know, about the product. So if, if you've got a hobby, you've got a passion, there's something that you love doing. Is there a product that you would love to see on the marketplace? Is there something that you already purchased um, that would give you an idea of something else that you may actually be able to sell to someone who has got the same hobby or the same passion as you? Why not? I think that we're all better able to sell something that we ourselves actually care about. It just, for some reason, just comes across as being very genuine and very authentic. If I tried to sell you, um, you know, something that I know nothing about, it would be really hard for me to talk about it and to try to uh, explain to you why you should buy it. You know, the copy would be very, you know, it would be very kind of cold, very black and white, plain vanilla. Because I wouldn't really be able to add any oomph to it, if you know what I mean. So sell something that you know, and even better yet, sell something that you would love to have, something that you love talking about, that you could just write about, you know, go on and on and on about this product because it's it's so awesome. Sell something like that. Okay. All right. So now number seven, try different marketplaces. So if you have your own website, that's great. Um, but why not try to sell it in several marketplaces? You know what I mean? If you have um, an Amazon account, you're selling on Amazon, why not try maybe your own website, or if you don't want your own website, something like eBay and, or, and try to put your um, items on Facebook and share it on different platforms because they all have a different audience and you never know where your customer may be. So, If you're not that familiar with the niche, or maybe you're selling something that you yourself really don't use or know a lot about, I would try to sell it on offer it on different platforms and then try to find your niche. And if you see that it's selling, you know, way better on one platform than the other, then you know you can leave it on both, or you may want to switch. But I wouldn't focus just on one platform. You know, if you're writing copy for one um, marketplace, why not just copy that and then put it on a different platform and just kind of expand, expand your reach. All right. Number eight would be to provide superior customer service. This this is so important. A lot of people will not give a good recommendation. You know, they just may get your product and love it. And may not feel moved to give you a five-star review. You know, just Some people just don't want to put the extra effort in to do that. But if someone's unhappy with a product or they're unhappy with your customer service or they feel as though you're ignoring them, or maybe they've reached out to you and you've promised something that you didn't deliver, believe me, they'll find the energy to give you a negative review. <laughs> I don't know why that is, but unfortunately, it's the truth. And you don't want any negative reviews on your website or any other platform, especially on the platform where you have no control over it. You can't take it down. So provide good customer service. If you, you know, do make a sale, there's nothing wrong with reaching out to the customer and saying, thank you so much for your purchase. If you like the product, would you mind giving me a, a good review? Just ask. And all the person can do is say no or ignore your email, but you know, it's worth a shot. But if someone reaches out to you, definitely respond as soon as possible, of course. And if there's anything that you can do to resolve the issue, I'll resolve the issue. I know a lot of times people don't offer returns, which is fine. But if you know if their product was defective when they received it, or maybe they spent a lot of money on the product, you know, if there's a way that you can reach out to the vendor and get a replacement I would definitely do that. And it may seem like, well, you know, it's just one customer, but that one customer can do a lot of damage if they give you negative review. So if you can, you know, go out of your way, go beyond to help this person, I would definitely, definitely do that. It'll help you in the long run. And the person may come back and purchase something else and then tell someone else how great you are at resolving their issue. So it's worth it. Number nine, Experiment with shipping rates. So if you don't offer free shipping, maybe consider offering free shipping. If Maybe if they purchase a certain minimum dollar amount, you offer free shipping. You, know, you have to make sure that it'll make sense and that it doesn't cut into your profit too much. But if you're able to you know, offer something, people may see it as a way of saving money. Even if you increase the price of your item a little bit and then offered free shipping, I think people see that and feel like they're getting something for free. So if you're charging for shipping or you're charging a lot for shipping, and you know, maybe there's a you have wiggle room where you can increase the price of your product, it may be worth it to offer free shipping. And if you don't want to do that, you know, maybe you can offer free shipping if you purchase a minimum of $50 or $100 you know, worth of products. For some reason, when you have a minimum dollar amount and people are adding products to their cart, they will want to reach that threshold to get the free shipping. So maybe consider that to see if that increases your sales at all. And it doesn't, like I said, cut into your uh, profits too much. Sometimes the the price that you're paying for the goods Is so high that you really can't raise the price because then no one want to buy the product. So if you're in that situation, I understand, but if you've got some wiggle room and you're buying the product for a dollar and you're selling it for, you know, 20, then maybe you have a little wiggle room to, to do free shipping and then just see if that boosts your sales at all. Okay. And then the last one is to optimize your product descriptions. So I know it can be tiring or tedious to write detailed product product descriptions and to add photos, but I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference. Have good quality photos. Order a sample of the. You should order a sample of the product anyway, of course, to make sure that what you're offering is good quality and it's actually what you (laughs) what you are offering is what you what what they're getting. So um, order a sample. And if you can take your own photos of it, maybe uh, take a picture of someone or take a picture of yourself using the product. And maybe you can record a, a short video snippet depending on what platform you're using to sell your products. But just really write a good product description with good, clear quality photos. And it makes a big difference. People will see it. They can see themselves using the product. They can picture themselves using the product. Maybe the video will, you know, demonstrate how it works. So if they have if they have questions or hesitation about buying it, because eh, I'm not really sure if I can figure out how to work that. If you have a video showing how to use it, then that that'll take away maybe the one doubt they had about purchasing your product. The pictures have got to be clear and good quality. I can't emphasize that enough. A bad picture, dark picture, blurry picture would, will not only make the product look bad; it'll make your brand look bad. So, no photo is better than a bad photo. <laughs> so, but you can get a good quality photo using a cell phone. Just make sure that it's a good, clear picture and a really good description. So, don't skimp on the description. You know, if you if you have a lot going on that day that you list the product. Fine, but make sure you go back and do some work on the description so that it's clear that you're explaining what the product does, why the person should buy it. You can even list FAQs, frequently asked questions to address any concerns that a potential buyer may actually have that may give them pause. You know what I mean? Just address all their concerns in the description so they have no reason to say no (laughs) to your product. All right. So try these. Try these tips. Maybe you're already implementing all these or maybe you haven't tried some of them. You know, think about it and see if it helps out. And as usual, you know, um, look back, listen to the other episodes. If you need help in any other areas, if you have any suggestions for future episodes, please go to the website, PassiveIncomeGroup360.com forward slash podcast. And of course, please follow, like, whatever it is on your platform um, just so other people who may need this information can actually find the podcast as well. I would appreciate that. So thank you and please be safe, be well. And until next time, peace. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe and look in the description for a link to join fellow listeners online.